I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. It sounds like Steph Driver's headphones are turned up a little They're high. a little loud. <laughs> My name is Bill Matz and I am your director of fun and games for the evening. And we have some fun and games for you because Ron Hextall did something. He and did a thing. We haven't been able to say that for a lot of his tenure, but uh, hey, he did something and I think we all kind of like it. Uh, let's just get right into it. We have a special show for you tonight. Kelly Hinkle is not here, so we needed not one, but two replacements to fill in for Kelly. Uh, let's start it out with, from TheAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. Hello. So I want to talk a little bit about JVR before we get into the contract itself and the player. I want to note, and I noted this on Twitter yesterday, that the concerns about JVR, the player, being soft were dumb back in 2011, and they're stupid now. Now, luckily, most people have seemed to come around on James Van Riemsdyk after watching him light it up from afar from Toronto and realize that they gave him away for basically nothing. Oh, we, we traded a 30. This is That's like the, like the, pre, the preemptive, uh, like the preamble to... The Hall Lars Hall Larson. It was a trade, really, really bad trade. Spit out those words. Except JVR is not as good as Hall, no. and Shen is not as good as Larson. <laughs> but and also, I think the fact that with the, even even the people who were who were stragglers who were still anti JVR, they've kind most of them seem to have kind of come around because now he's not just JVR, the guy who wasn't as good as Patrick Kane in second overhook. Now he is. He signifies Hextall making the big move. So now he means more than just himself. So I think most people have kind of come around in JVR, but it is a good thing to remember, learning from the lesson of JVR, that if a guy is effective and puts up good results, it's not good to downgrade him in your head just because the way he puts up those results isn't quite aesthetically pleasing to you. And yes, this is a subtweet to Yakov Voracek haters. Oh. Yeah, I think those two are going to make a good pairing. Because the things that, like, they kind of fill each other's holes. And I don't mean that in a weird <laughs> sexual way. I mean, like, the gaps that they have. It's like it's like from, from the first Rocky. We got the, gaps. Yeah. We got gaps. The gaps that they have, like, kind of make up for I'm just, I'm done. keep going. My broadcast partner in crime, Steph Delicious D. <laughs> Steph Driver. I didn't, I, I had my 30-ounce coffee at, like, 6 o'clock today, and clearly it didn't We're take. filling <laughs> holes tonight. It's fine. Steph Delicious D. Steph Driver. So. Talk until. <laughs> uh, JVR. I, I So the people who have a problem with bringing back James Van Riemsdyk, one of the, the themes that you're seeing is, I just want to play the kids. I want to see the kids. I want to play the kids. JVR is our kid. We just sent him away to boarding school. Like he just, he went to boarding school in a, in a foreign country and now he's back. The prodigal son has returned. He's still our kid. He's just 
grown up. There is an element to it, and I'm going to get to it in my thing, but like, it's... I didn't like it at first just because I was like, oh, you're just, this is such a Bob Clark, let's bring back someone who was here, like, kind of thing. And it's, no, you're kind of just writing a wrong. Yep. Like, he should have just been here the whole time, and we should have had the core that there is now this entire time, and now you're getting to see it, so that's good. And he's still, like, okay. Yeah. He spent his formative years in Toronto, but he's still ours. Yeah. Like, he's still ours. No matter what you felt about his first pass with the Flyers, they drafted him. He's still a flyer forever. You know him as at Sports Are Bad from the Fly Purbly podcast, which I hear is great. That's all right. <laughs> Craig Forsyth. All right, so I'm going to defend Bill here because uh, for Brad's piece earlier today when I was projecting lines, I almost put on Facebook, who is JVR going to play with this season? And I was like, I can't be the only one who's reading it like that, so I had to go back and kind of change it a couple times. Sometimes so. stuff comes out, and then you realize yeah. it's not it, People are going to look at it kind of weird. So, um, And I do want to say that back when JVR was here the first time, I did kind of, I don't want to say called him soft. I just didn't like, I felt like he always went to the outside and did like that one-hand move where he would shield off the guy and then just take a shot. He but had, him that and was Braden Shen. That was also before I really got in like advanced stats too. So I was just like, this guy's kind of a bum. And then I was like, I was like, that 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 trade trade seems fair. And then like a year <laughs> in, I was like, oh, I was wrong. Like, just, like way like way off. It yeah. seemed like they had enough offense. Yeah. And they so badly needed, needed a, defenseman. a defenseman. I think it was like, made, okay. Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. No. no. I, I think I, I could have I could have plausibly seen that trade working if they would have gotten a good defense. Well, I was going to say, I think, wasn't there a rumor that came out it was like Holmgren was talking about getting Yandel for JVR? I could have lived with that. Yeah, that would have been fine, but it was like, let's get Luke Shen. He's doing... Yeah, he's, he's doing a right-handed right. shot. At the beginning yeah. of Luke Shen's career, it looked like he was going to develop into something. He just stopped yeah. getting better. And, yeah. he, he, and he, like, regressed at one point. Like, I do believe he was effective at one point in his career, and then it just, like, what happened? Like, <laughs> get, get on some PEDs or something, dude. What's I, the, what's I the also, matter? I don't know if I'm happier for the JVR signing or if both Philippe and Manning are just gone. Like, we know they're gone now. I it's get not in, that lingering effect. I want to yeah. get into what you're more excited about. Last but certainly not least, Matty Campbell. I was really wondering what you were going to go with for the intro. <laughs> I, I I'm a nothing. little underwhelmed. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Disappointing <it's> already. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, uh, I know we're all very excited about JVR. I'm very excited about JVR, but we also have other things happening. The kids are all right. I've been doing more development camping recently. Set. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty stoked about the kids also. Thank I want to get into some de development camps. I didn't go this year for the first time in a while, and it seemed like a good time. And all the slacker, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I got a shore house now, so <laughs> got to do what I got to do. Uh, so, like I said, I, I, I now like the JVR signing. My initial reaction, my gut—not every first instinct you have is right. And my first instinct was, like, really, a guy that we already had once, and we signed to a six-year deal, and he never even played under it. And and then I started thinking it's kind of cool. How many guys have the Flyers ever signed to multiple five plus year deals? Like I can't think of many, especially since like oh six. If he retires with the Flyers, they'll have been the only team that he's had a contract yeah. with. It's pretty true. <laughs> true. But JVR is a very good player, and like I expect him to just go out and score thirty goals next year. And like I always like to say, goals are good. As Charlie said, if you get the results, yeah, they're not bad. Yeah. As like. Charlie said, if you get the results, it doesn't always matter how it looks. And he is sometimes awkward looking, but 
the goals go in the net, and they all count for one. I, I believe one claw drew compared into a certain bird. A pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to do it? Who's going to make the pigeon I noise? Can't do I'm I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't Come do it. Come on. I came here for pigeon noises? No, I can't do, I can't do pigeon noises. <laughs> but there's one element to this story that I really like, and I saw more about it today. Uh, someone published a piece. It might have been on NBC Sports, but I initially saw it uh, in a Mert- in a Jason Mertweetis. 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 Oh, he tweeted That's it. a pretty good handle. That, that would actually be a great handle. Yeah, we are having a, a night tonight. Can't talk at all. It's great Sorry. for a podcast host. Uh, a Jason Mertweetis tweet where he said JVR, or that Giroux kind of lobbied to bring JVR back. He really wanted him. And this idea that he should have never left in the first place. He mm-hmm. should have never been traded, especially in the trade they made, which was bad. It was just bad. <laughs> It was not a good yeah, trade. No, the no. fact that those two maybe think, because there's a report that JVR turned down some seven-year offers, and while the average annual value is likely much lower than he got here for two fewer years, the idea that those two think they have some unfinished business together, because I went back and found some of my old pieces from like Bleacher Report. Good I'll stuff. T- I'll see if I can tweet them later uh, or if they're just <laughs> I have archived. a new platform for you to put them on. <laughs> uh, I want to see if I can find them. But I, I compared those two, uh, JVR and Giroux, to I was like, they're going to be the next Lindros and LeClaire. They are these two guys who are just going to have these careers tied together for years to come, and we will remember them as a duo. Of course, that is not what happened. <laughs> And we end yeah. up we end up trading one of them for Luke freaking Shen. Uh, do you think we even make that trade if he's not related to Braden? Yeah. Just a side topic. If it's if the dude's name is Mike Carter and he happens to be a former top five pick, like do Was we make Jeff, Jeff Carter? Jeff Carter? Yeah. I put those two guys' name together, Mike <laughs> okay. Richards and Jeff Carter. Thank that. you for that. I'm just saying, <laughs> if he's not related to Braden Shen, do we even make that trade? Did that somehow raise his value in Holmgren's mind? I don't and think it did. Maybe a little, but yeah. I think they still probably would have made it. Yeah. I mean, he was a pretty big name at the time. He was. He was. He before was. everybody. Yeah. But yeah, the idea that they have this unfinished business together and they both see it as like Drew wants him back because they're pals, obviously. Uh, you can see that the way they interact on the ice and stuff. But if they think there's something they need to accomplish together, I'm into that. I'm into motivated Drew. I'm into JVR coming back here and going, oh, you think I'm soft? Let me put up 36 <laughs> again. Let me see how you like the 36 goals I'm about to score for you. Like, I, I really am into that. So, and that's where I want to start tonight is Craig brought up something. <laughs> I want to know what you're more excited about. JVR, probably a nice second-line wing. I'm slotting him in there with Patrick and Voracek. I think that'll be a uh, – we actually have six top six forwards. I'm excited about that. Are you more excited about JVR or the fact that Philpola, Manning, and Morozik are all gone? I can't. I can't look at it separately. I can't. I can't because you had a great tweet today about getting. Was it today or last? I it was, retweeted it, was it like, today. Yeah, it was like last night. But I retweeted like it today. Night. Yeah, and it was they got better. Not just in adding JVR. I think was the gist, but by getting rid of those addition three. by subtraction. And I, I put it on our Patreon thing today. This is this is very much the taking away one of the toys again, much like Vandevelde and taking Belmar. away. Two yeah, taking away toys. multiple toys. Two now. pretty bad ones, yeah. Yeah. So I I can't I can't just look at it as one move. Now, come Saturday night, when all of the reports were coming out that JVR was coming back, I was over the freaking moon. Like I couldn't go yeah. to sleep that night. Like I was so pumped. And that was before we knew for sure that these other guys were gone. So 
just at that face value, that is probably what I'm most excited about. However, coming in and these guys, Philpola, Manning, Mrazek being gone, like it's just it's the icing on the cake that was already perfect. Yeah, I would say that JV. The my feeling for JVR's return is excitement. My feeling for Philpola and Manning is relief. Relief, <laughs> and, and, and they're they're two distinct feelings. Morosic was gone. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. was that was just a formality. I'm just lumping Ma- him in because he Ma- actually yeah, signed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Manning, I was confident was gone. I think other people were less confident. Philpola was extremely less confident. Yeah, <laughs> Philpola was the one I was worried about, and and I think it's I think it's important to note that. Hextall, like Philpola signed, I think around like 9 p.m. on on Sunday. Yeah, a... We spoke to Hextall at 2:30, and he said he was he was out on Philpola. Okay. So in retrospect, all of the talking up Philpola seems like it was meant to make him seem better than he was other GMs to give him a little bit of like a hey, we still think this guy is good, so maybe you should sign him because he's a good dude. At the time, it seemed like. Oh my God! Yeah, they might reach. They might bring back Philpola. In retrospect, knowing what we know now, my guess is that they never had any intention well, of bringing it back, which is good to know. It's good to know for their, for their talent too. evaluation standpoint. There's a lot of times where we're trying to read in the Hextall, yeah. and like oh, yeah. we we build this conspiracy. Well, he's saying this because of this, and he was just being straight up with you. Yeah. So <laughs> this that when he's talking about, oh yeah, we might circle back on Philpola. You're going shit. Yeah. No, I'm with <laughs> you. And, and, and trust me, I'm one of the people who says, you know, like Occam's Razor, yeah. you know, the most simple, you know, simple, simple explanation is probably the right one. Yeah. In this particular case, knowing what we know about how it turned out, the, the talking of Philpola was probably just that. But talking of Philpola think, to give him a boost going into free. I season. still think Andrew McDonald's going to play 40 games this year so they can send him to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maddie, what do you think about the guys not coming back? I don't know. I think what it comes down to for me is I'm very excited about them bringing back JVR, but I think the feeling would have been more extreme is if they hadn't let go of Manning, Philpola, or Mrazek. Okay, nice. Okay. I don't have as many feelings about Mrazek, to be honest. He wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I don't like Manning. He was just Philpola. bad, and he, he was just, here yeah, for he like, was here for a month and a half. He and was kind of coming never any... in to like do guy like he came in when everybody else was hurt too. So I don't, I don't know. Like he, he it wasn't was... like a Manning and Philp the Hextall was like hell yeah, we're gonna play you all the time. This and and just... there were still sort of technically openings for them, like yeah. Moran getting yeah. hurt and still not having a three C. <laughs> I, I want to get into that, but right, real fast, I, I think I asked Craig this before you guys started. My computer is just frozen up uh, completely. So Before you guys came in, I think I asked Craig, um, how does Philpola get signed on day one? Like we, we have all sat here and been like, I mean, I guess if they don't have a three C yeah. in August, they'll circle back and he'll be available because he was one of the worst players in hockey last year. Like, how does he get signed on day one? Lou, Lou still got it. So, <laughs> so the theory that I have, and I've, Maddie and I have talked about this, is that Lou Lamarillo. Is, is trying to recreate what he did in Toronto, which was tank, get okay. Austin Matthews. I mean, that's what, what he's taking. Oh, uh, yeah, there's Jack getting Hughes, Jack too. Hughes, yeah. Getting Jack Hughes. All right. I can't believe. He's off to I'll a banging start. Don't he's doing it. pretty good, yeah. Brandon Manning was like the first person signed on free agency. Yeah, we, we need to we need to address a little bet that happened. Oh, oh motherfucker. I meant to make oh, that. I actually shit. meant to make that my hot take, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. so, Dude, so, so for new listeners. This is the only thing, this is the only thing that's ever blown up for me the, on Twitter. The, the, bet, the bet was... It was, I believe, Manning was going to get 
Steph was on the side of less than two million dollars a year, and Bill plus. was above two million dollars. And what I was his final cap? Two point two five. No way. I never said it was because he was worth it. I said it's because look at how incompetent all these GMs are. Lou, who's going to the Hall of Fame, just gave Valtteri Filppula a deal on day one. All yeah. these GMs are bad. Had to they're race all, to sign him. They're all awful at their job. A GM Not one that, of them is good. GM that won three and six goes out and gets Ward, that's, Manning, and Kunis. Yes, uh, the guy <laughs> and who, then done. He's out. He's the, like, that's all I got to do. I'm out of here. The team that was the, the last viable dynasty in the NHL was yeah. the Chicago Blackhawks. On day one of free agency, Brandon Manning, Chris Kunitz, <laughs> Cam Ward. No one knows what they're doing. The sport is all luck. <laughs> All right. Well, are we settling up? Are we going to make a whole big thing of this? We can just do it right here. <laughs> here. The there money has oh now God. changed hands. The money has changed hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bill has won the bet. I was so nervous, too. I was really thinking he was going to get like 1.9. I was, stand- I was standing. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was standing in my kitchen. And I had all of, you know, I'm on a million medications now. So all my blood pressure medications, all my blood thinners are all standing in front of me. And I couldn't take any of them until I knew it was happening. Until I knew. So I'm, like, I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm like, what is it? What is it? What's the no, value? No. What is it? Two years. I see two years. That's not enough. That's, my phone's blowing up. And I'm like, yo, we just got Carlson or something. <laughs> and I'm like, even better. And I'm like in Ava's house. And she's like, why are you screaming? Because I just won 20 20 bucks, Richard. You know, know, I actually had a thought. I I had a double or nothing thought. Uh Uh-oh. I had a double or nothing thought that he plays fewer than 40 games. Fewer than 40? Ooh. This is an interesting proposition. Take it well, under the table, We're taking it under advice. Okay. Take it under okay. advice. We'll have an update for you on next week's show. We will. Week's show. We will. I okay. also like one, uh, we're, we're degenerate gamblers. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends pointed out too that uh, for the like the infographic for Brandon Manning when the Blackhawks signed him was just stay at home defenseman Brandon Manning. Like they couldn't even come up with like a fluffy stat like no. oh and he killed him plus that. minus. Yeah, well, the, he's not a stay at home defenseman. Well, my, my, That's no. the problem. My favorite part of it was in the the PR statement they proclaimed this past season for Brandon Manning to be a career year. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy, I think Philadelphia fans would have a much different way of describing <laughs> yeah. the 2017-18 Brandon Manning season. I really think one of the big issues, like Brandon Manning is not a top four NHL defenseman. Let's get that out of the way. He is a Thank six. You. Absolutely. He's At a best. five, oh. six maybe. He's just in such a bad, like, he is in no way a penalty. It's like, oh, he, he fights sometimes, so obviously he can kill penalties. Like, it's just such a terrible, he is good with the puck on his stick. The whole rest of the time, he is bad at hockey. But with the puck on his stick, he ain't bad. He, like, they just think, oh, he's a stay-at-home defenseman because he, he accidentally injured Connor McDavid one time. Yeah, that, that like, did no, happen. he got burned. <laughs> that should be he the got next. burned, and then they tripped over each other. <laughs> that yes. should be the next bet for you guys is uh, how many lineup saving fights does Brandon Manning get into where he plays like shit for like 40 minutes and then the last 20 minutes oh, he's like stuff was great. Q's gonna bench me I gotta fight somebody and then like <laughs> he goes out and he'll throw punches at like Kyle Brodziak or something and then he's like alright imagine in. <laughs> getting, I shit. know this isn't ice sport and this is BSH and we'll get back to it in a second but just like imagine being Chicago and going out and getting Chris Kunitz because of experience <laughs> you have the most experienced team in the league yeah. No one is like your core. No one can match what your core has accomplished. The Pittsburgh Penguins core, nothing on it. How like what? 
What are we doing here, guys? Brandon yeah. Manning got more money than Chris Kunitz. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I want to. Oh, I want to ask this question. Okay. Because this has been something that I've turned over, turning over my head for basically since the the signing got announced regarding JVR, and it's this. Do you think? And I, I, I you know, I won't even say what do we think about the people. I'm just going to ask you guys straight up. Are you more excited that the Flyers got JVR, or are you more excited? that it signifies that Hextall cares enough about the short term to get a guy like JVR. Are you happy? Are you more happy about the player or are you more happy about what the player's addition signifies about Hextall and the team? You see, initially my thing was like ah, JVR, like it wasn't a big enough splash for me to be excited about that. But then as I got into it, like I said, but I just think JVR, the player, I like that guy and I like where he slots in on this team and like just him specifically. I like the role. I like where he fits. So in. for you, it's the player. It's you're, the player. you're excited yeah. to see the player. It is. Um, Yeah, I think for me, it's also the player, Um, but I, I understand where you're going with the second question. Because um, it's something we've talked about nonstop. Yeah. What do we think Hextall's vision is? Because yeah. I've been yelling for months now, just do something to show me you love me. Give me a reason to watch this season yeah. and not Bill, keep open for Bill, next year. I think he loves you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, he does. And he it was, said it at the press conference. Rather, yeah. than, rather than just keep waiting for Carter Hart, like do something now to make me think this season actually matters and clearly it must yeah i i like that you know he's willing to do what it takes to bring the team to the to the next level um and this is the first signing that he's made in free agency that has shown me that yeah and um, i think for me it's it's the second one but just as important for me as the way he did it is he got the high caliber player to slot in in the now, but he did it as a signing without giving up assets. So making the team better without mortgaging the future yeah. to do that because he put so much work into building up this prospect pool. The contract, five years, seven mil. We're cool. Yeah, and there's, We're good no, with that. there's no uh, yeah. no trade clause or anything. To yeah, Hexall yeah, does so. not no. give out no trade. Yeah, so I mean, clauses. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't like hinder his leave system like go out and get a guy so i like that i mean the, the, these contracts are going to be the risks this like, is what free agency yeah is. like jvr players wanted it jvr is 29 years old so this deal will expire you know right about when he's going to turn 34 early 30s yeah they that's tends to be when players decline the question is you know what's he declining from is he declining like, to me the key to this deal is whether JVR happens to be a guy who peaked late because so his most efficient 5 on 5 scoring season was 2 years ago this year was his best goal scoring season 36 goals if we believe that JVR cuz every every player's aging curve is different the average player peaks at age 24 some players don't some players peak later some players peak earlier if JVR is at his peak now his his decline is going to be not as bad because he's declining from a very high perch. Now, if this if his production over the past couple of years is a product of him getting third line minutes and playing with Mitch Marner and stuff like that, then there's a little bit of a concern because maybe he's not actually as good as uh, true talent wise. He's not as good as, as his numbers looked over the past two years. But if he actually is one of those guys that peaked at age 27 and age 28, I think this contract is going to work because yeah. I, I believe he's going to get worse, but he's going to be declining from a very very high point and by age 33 yeah it'll be in de decline but he may still be a second line forward and in that case the deal was good 
Yeah, and that's uh, where he's, like I said, like where he slots in, I'm excited to see. We talked a little bit before about, imagine if they had that Braden Shen production, not Braden Shen, but that the 25 goals, 50 points. Or Braden Shen. Yeah, or Braden (laughs) Shen. I'm just, but you know, it looks like like that trade might have worked out. Maybe. Um, Maybe, yeah, looks like. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. If you can slot that production in, plus what they have, like if you could have the Braden Shen production, which I'm expecting from JVR, with Nolan Patrick, outstanding. Yeah. Like, okay, now we have all the elements. At least I think the offense is going to be good. But we get to a question of depth now. We are a couple, We are now a couple of days into free agency. They have addressed the scoring winger. Box checked. 3C, Vet D. Maybe goalie help. Do we see anything coming on the horizon? Misha. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the 3C will probably come from within. Yeah, the, I think the 3C is coming from. Veteran D, yeah. don't need it. I've, I've got enough. I've got enough veteran D. I mean, they have six defensemen right I, now. I would say they need something just because of the third pairing that you put on the outline. Um, I mean, Hag and Gudis as a third pairing. I know it's a third pairing, but. I want to see Gudis gone, but that's me personally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I think they just need a body on defense. Like I, my preference, to be honest, is they get someone who, and I guess this is the hard part because you have to get someone that's that's bad enough, like really bad enough that Hacksaw won't play him over Sanheim. Mm. But like, how bad is that? That's oh, why do I don't. Oh, I don't. Do you? Yeah, bring bring back <laughs> Johnny O'Doo. Oh, just to oh, sit yeah. in the sit in the. Uh, he is the, the definition of just box. a body. <laughs> yeah, like, that's it. We Comes gave back, it 12 minutes, nine minutes, and uh, it was too much. <laughs> Hexel was very clear after, you know, and he kind of repeated this today, that the kids are, that he wants the kids to move into these spots. And really, this whole thing could work perfectly if Scott Lawton is the 3C, like we screamed about all year. If Travis Sanheim jumps into a second pair of role, like we screamed about all year. So, like, this could all work out great from a depth standpoint if the subtractions result in the kids playing in the roles that we were screaming they should play in all of last year. Now, whether that happens is another story. And I mean, I'm still worried that it's going to be October 2nd or whenever the first game of the year is and Yuri Letera is your third line center. But then, then, then we have a Dave problem. What, what I, what we I have like, Dave problem until proven otherwise. But what, yeah. what, what I like Just is that, is that Hextall, yeah. his, his, Comments imply that he wants the kids to step into. No, that's I. If they don't address any of the other issues, I like that the spots are open to be won. Like, and clearly, even Dave doesn't like Dale Weiss, so he'll sit in the press box, no problem. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I mean, someone he'll play other guys over him. It might be Taylor Lear, who might not be any better, but someone will play over Dale Weiss. One, I like, one day in the offseason, I want to talk about Taylor Lear and what his future may or may not look like, like but that's not today. Is, is Scott Lawton, who I believe to be the 3C of the future? No, but if that if he's just penciled in there so that he can be replaced at a later date or bumped down and someone else moves into that spot, awesome, cool. There's yeah. always also the trade deadline. Like There are many times, there are many opportunities between now and... like a potential playoff run to make this team even better. And they haven't, as Maddie put it, parted with any assets yet. They bring, they made the team better simply by signing one guy and getting rid of three. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did. And look, I don't think Scott Lawton, I, I'm skeptical Scott Lawton is a third line center at this level, but for one year, yeah. for one year, it works for one year. Let's give Morgan Frost another year to bulk up and, you know, 
get physically ready for the NHL. I'm cool with Scott Lawton as your stopgap 3C, and then when Morgan Frost gets here, Lawton bumps back down to 4C, and boom. My concern, though, is there are still a few. There are less, but there are still a few of those old wily vets that Dave loves so much, and I just want, I want the guys that take advantage of the subtractions to be the young, more talented kids and not the, you know, the yeah. older guy. I, I, I don't want us to basically just swap in, you know, Yuri Laterra and Andrew McDonald for Brandon Manning and uh and and, and Valtteri Phil. So is Laterra gonna be the four C right now though? In my head he is. I would In I would guess too. yeah. Unless one of Ruby Ever chance? Frost made okay. the team. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, do they even still trust Lawton as a center? I, I'm well, question. Haxtell, that is. I'm skeptical that that's as big of a deal as people think. There are a lot of people on Twitter who have just decided that, oh, well, they don't think Lawton's a center anymore. Like, he played Most like 75 games as a center. They moved him off a of center with like three games ago. And granted, he didn't play center in the playoffs, but I, I, I'm i skeptical that that was this like dramatic shift on what he is. I will say, though. It like, was weird, though. It was weird. Isn't but but if, if we believe that, tra- that they don't think Travis Konechny is actually a third-line winger, then we shouldn't believe yeah. that they actually believe Scott Lawton is a winger. And that's it, because we all have, like, PTSD about Yuri Laterra. <laughs> like, how did, how did all of a sudden, like, all year, yeah, like, Konechny doing great on the first line. Yeah, no, Raffle. He's got to be on that because, first line yeah. to get playoff goals. Because they want big like, bodies. All year. It's big bodies. Lawton. Yeah, he's a center. This is where we like him. Yeah, no, no. He's a winger it's, now. It's the same like, thing. With a big week bodies. to go in the season when you're making this playoff run that they made, how did they come to these conclusions? Dave has like slamming the panic button and just yeah. trying to mix it up. A Dave panic Hackstall button that didn't need to be slammed. Yeah. He's a size queen. That's it. <laughs> Dave Haxtell is a size queen. He needed the beefy body up on the top line. That's why he moved Michael Roffle up there. He wanted a beefy body as the 4C. That's why Yuri Lutera is there. You he guys, the big bodies. You guys brought it up, so I'll just mention it now. Why are people suddenly asking me if Morgan Frost is going to make the team? Because I don't think there's a Well, because there's a spot. A, there's a spot. Yeah. yeah. Now there's a spot. A lot of weight, I was going to say it became a beefy, yeah. What yeah. stuff was just going on about. So. Beefy boy. Yeah. He, beefy yeah, boy. I, I wasn't at development camp. Gay, is he looking... Is he looking like he should? different. Okay. Like, I saw a picture of him standing next. I mean, granted, he was sitting next to noted string beans, uh, Joel Farabee and Jay O'Brien. <laughs> but, like, I didn't recognize him. He has gotten thick. Like, he is a thick boy. What about Isaac Ratcliffe? I mean, he's not going to make the team next year, but what about Ratcliffe? Because I saw... He looked Isaac- good, yeah. but no, he's, there's no chance. No, no, right, 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 right. But, I mean, because he was supposed to be, like... A project that was going to take forever. Yeah, he doesn't look like... as much of a project anymore. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, I guess that's the ideal with a project. You draft him as a project, then after year one, he looks less of it. a project. Yeah. After year two, he looks even less of a project, and then year three is in the NHL. That's hopefully the progression we get from Isaac Ratcliffe. I mean, I he impressed me a lot more this year at development camp than did last year. I'll tell you that. Last year, I just remember thinking this dude looks like a wild horse. Like clearly, <laughs> he has because like he can go through his legs and stuff, and he's this big monster. But like he's getting pushed off pucks. Yeah, not anymore. And I'm like, what? Are, what? You're big. Just pick the guy up and throw him. <laughs> <laughs> you're bigger than Hulk Hogan. What are you doing? Yeah, no, he looks a lot better. Uh, Morgan Frost. I mean, people have been asking about Morgan Frost since the season ended. They yeah, have, that's true. But it seemed like since they haven't, like the Ryan O'Reilly thing, uh, they haven't addressed the three C thing. It's because all of a sudden Morgan Frost. Oh, this must mean. And like last year at the draft, everyone remember at the draft party, the minute they trade Braden Shen, we're like, Limblom just made the team, and we don't see him and until then... the spring, and then we don't see him until the spring. Well, the thing that I wanted to mention, you started talking about depth and and what JVR signing meant for the depth. I think all it does is it gives us like it gives us 
more depth because now you've got whoever the three C is and Lindblom and then Simmons. Like that's a, a healthy Simmons. A health. Well, well quote unquote, yeah. he'll be coming off that surgery. So who knows what he's yeah, going to look like, yeah. but like that's a really fucking killer third line. And then the fourth line spare parts. I mean, not even, yeah, I mean, you got raffle and wheel on there and so I mean, Raffle's pretty good for it. It's liner. just, I mean, yeah. Terror is the, the worry. And I mean, look, my dream is that, Either you know you either have Vorobiev or Vecchioni or somebody at as hard better than Laterra. I'm sure he's better. Vecchioni than Vecchioni should be this team's sixth defenseman. You heard it here first. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? All there... right-handed forwards. All right-handed <laughs> forwards who can play a little bit of defense. <laughs> if you know how to get into a passing lane and win a puck what? battle, you should be asking to play defense. Well, William, just... what? Why not? Because you don't. You know what? This is that's it's, it's what you should it, be it's doing. Too ridiculous of an idea to even argue <laughs> against. Imagine what Brandon Manning's Prove getting wrong, paid. Charlie. I Prove him wrong, Charlie. You can't. I, I guarantee you, he would be a better NHL defenseman than Brandon Manning. Well, I mean, but like that's what kind of bar oh, is Brandon that? Brandon Manning's yeah. gonna play. And he just made two point five million dollars. <laughs> Sorry, I just caught our, our our lightning bug, which is our now our mascot. Like, I, I, I think all right-handed borderline <laughs> forwards should be asking to play defense. Okay, maybe be Brent Burns. Okay, maybe huh? when they're eighteen, not when they're twenty-five. <clears throat> Why not? Because you're pretty much locked in mentally at playing one position. You're, turning, you're not, you, you really think in two months he can turn into no, a No, not in two months, but in a well, year. Okay, well, then he's 26. Okay, so he's He's certainly 26. not solving the defense he's, problem next year. He's 26 and in his physical prime. and boom, I'm not talking about for the team. I'm just talking about for his own career. Uh, well, I mean, He'd be better off. Yeah. Who are you even talking about? He's still on back here. Oh, God. He should, be ask, he should be asking to play defense, and I think a lot of right-handed what for, about, forwards should be asking to what play about defense. Phil Myers, is there any chance he yeah, makes Why the team? is he hurt again? Uh, he like he pulled something. Yeah, minor pull. This dude is never going to play. Yes, he's going to play. Yeah. I am still on the Phil Myers. Train. 50 games Absolutely. a year. This year, though? Like, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think he plays in the NH. I don't think he makes the team out of camp, but I think he plays in the NHL mm-hmm. this year. Sandheim approach kind of come up. Well, Sandheim made the team. He just then got oh, messed yeah, around by Dave. He just got Dave. He got hacked. He got hacked pretty hard. He got hacked. No, I think. I just I don't know where Myers fits out of camp because I'm assuming they signed someone to be a body to be the seven. I just don't like that third parent. That's all. But even I just, if well, I'm I wouldn't use this group. I would probably go with um. Well, that top well, pairing. Yeah, phase, actually, right? no. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I, I, I would probably do Provorov, go Sanheim, Gudis, Hag, McDonald. Hey, McDonald, I'm fine as a third pair. That oh, works. Yeah, Hague, I was thinking of Sanheim, McDonald more, but well, yeah, I could, I'm cool with that too. I just don't like Hey, Gudis. That's what I. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, I need to keep those well, two away Sanheim, from each other. Not one of them can pass. I need to keep that, those two away from each other. Breaking out right. is the most important thing in hockey. Neither of them can do it. Yeah, I mean, so if you had Vecchioni and Hag down there, yeah. Were, yeah, Vecchioni can <laughs> make still a pass. on this. Vecchioni can make a pass. I'm telling you, we never left. This is the best of the podcast. Positionless sport, just like basketball, guys should be more interested in it. Back back to Myers. So (laughs) I just, I don't think that Myers cracks the top six. The only way he makes the team out of camp is if he pushes out one of the top six guys and pushes one of them to the press box. Because Hexall is not going to put him on the team unless he's starting, unless he believes he's going to start most nights. And if he's the seven, that's not going to happen. He's going to want him to play. So I don't think he makes the team out of camp even though I think he's good enough to play in the NHL in October. But I just think he's going to, you know, he, he's going to play really well for 30 games and then get called up when somebody gets hurt. I think he's the first injury call up as long as he himself does not get injured. So he's not good enough to push Hag, possibly. 
who like well he might be good enough but he won't be he's not gonna get the he just won't be like the stuff that Haig is good at is the kind of stuff that will keep him in the lineup you know what I mean? like, yeah. like Myers yeah, yeah, is yeah. not a Haig type so I don't think that they're gonna look at I don't think they would look at him pushing out a Haig. Like Haig would, have, Haig would have to have a really bad camp to get pushed. God out forbid Myers, you just have your six best and forget about roll. Weird. <laughs> but uh, I know, I know. I, and I'm not, like, listen, I want Phil Myers to be really good because that's a great diamond in the rough yeah. find, and he will be underpaid his whole career, which is huge, oh, yeah. just because of where they found him, because of his pedigree. It's not fair to him. Like if he becomes a top pair defenseman, he'll still be underpaid. But let's just get into this. Say they go, say opening night in Vegas, this is the, this is the lineup. You will feel what? Giroux, Couturier, Konechny, JVR, Patrick Voracek, Limblom, Lawton, Simmons, Wheel, Laterra, Raffle with Weiss and Lear in the press box. And then on D, Provorov, Ghost, Haig, McDonald, Sanheim, Gudis with random Vet 7 in the press box, and Elliot, Neuvert, and Nett. How do we... And I, I said both of them in net because they'll probably both play. Yeah, <laughs> one will get pulled or hurt four minutes in or whatever. So my, How do we feel if if they do nothing else and these are your starters opening night in Vegas? Queasy is my answer because of the defense. Like I don't want Hagen McDonald playing together, and I don't want Sanheim and Gudis playing together. But if if you know those were to be swapped, yeah, that's where I, yeah, that's why I've been trying to. Like, if you put Sanheim with McDonald, that yeah. pairing will work last year. But, but then, then Hag and Gudis would be so terrible. bad. Yeah. They can't break out. So that's why I was saying, I don't know if there's, I don't even know if there's another vet out there that can actually move the puck, though. Like, that you could sign as a free Well, I mean, agent, other than DeHaan, but they're out yeah. of DeHaan because he has too many, he wants there's too many so years. There's so many, like, but he just wants DeHaan. too many years. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Hexall said that they were defensemen they were in on, but the term scared them away. Like, who they else? Dropped out. It's, I don't even know who else. It's like Paul Martin, Brooks Orpik. It's more of the same well, that's still out skate. there. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. Yeah. Martin's There's nobody all the time actually... now. Just bring up Jesus. Just bring up <sighs> Phil Myers. Have him play with Robert Haig. Have Gudis be the seven. I hope Myers the... works out. I it's mean, just, they, they already when's he gonna they prove already he can stay healthy. They already <laughs> consider Robert Haig vet like. Like, just do it. The 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 two guys passed to Han who I had in my like hey, I wouldn't mind these guys as free agents list back in early, I think it was late May, early June, were uh, Dan Hamhus and Toby Enstrom. I think they're See, both, I was looking at I, 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 I think they're both still out there. Now, granted, like, they're old. Right. And I wouldn't Hamhus want, the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, his but nickname is literally Enstrom. the hammer. And he didn't want to, he was, too, <laughs> he was too afraid to play here. That's well, all I was I looking, know. I he was looking to go at, home. I was oh. looking at Enstrom because he doesn't put up points. He's a little more mobile than the other guys we have, and he would, We'd only don't, need him for a year. I don't know about that. He at one time he was. He's not now. He's teaming an ish now. But he's still well, like he's still smart. Like I would be fine with I him mean, on a third pair. Yeah, if we're talking about smart compared to Gudis. I mean, well, I mean, there, there's a there, yeah. there's there's there's, there's <laughs> like a scale here. I want dumb Gudis. Is like yeah. I need dumb Gudis because smart Gudis is the guy that was playing at the end of this year, and I want no part of that guy. He's not Radko Gudis. I want dumb Gudis chopping off heads. Yes, biting yeah. people's necks if he has to. I want people looking over their shoulder when they go into the corner. That's right, the that's element cool. he brings. And if it's only 12, 14 minutes a night, outstanding. But if you're going into the corner with him, you have your eyes in the back of your head and you're like maybe i don't want to go in there and he wins that race and the flyers have the puck i want dumb gudis 
I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I won Gudis in the lineup, but I, again, I, I know I, I have other people in this panel who would disagree. Well, one extremely of the, one, disagree. One of, one of the two is not here right now, so actually, I'm not, I'm not well, outvoted here. Actually, um, we're the I don't same want person. Post- oh, yeah. I don't want, forgot about that. Yeah, I know, but, still here. Post but, suspension Gudis. But no, I, I would, I would like out of the two, I'd prefer Ham Hughes. I don't think Ham Hughes would come here just because I think in the end, I think he probably ends up back in Dallas. He's that afraid. Makes the most sense. Yeah, he didn't come here but, the first time. So. But I love the idea of a Sanheim Ham Hughes pair. I think that pair could work really well you have a puck mover and you have a, a, an actual good defensive defenseman who isn't a play driving liability so i'd love that and if you could get one if you get him on a one-year deal i'd be be ecstatic but i i don't think it's realistic all right gang <laughs> what, what about we? myers thank you and good night I'm all for Myers yeah, for as soon Myers as he too. proves he can stay healthy for like half a season well show, seen him I, one I, season. Just, I want him up here now yeah i mean like, I don't it's know. only he's not injury prone. It was one season. You, same, you, same. And the year before that. Well, my thought process is what? this. Well, he got, if he he's got re- concussed. Uh, the he got concussed of the world. Yeah. That was like a cheap shot. Yeah, it was that a was dirty hit like by a, Luke Conan. Um, dirty hits never happen in the NHL, yeah. so I guess that's nothing right. to do with the world. You can't right. blame people for their own brain injuries. No, I can't blame them for it, but I can say I don't know if this guy can stay healthy because he hasn't stayed healthy. Like at a certain point, that's just who a guy is. Yeah, I guess the way I look look at it with Myers is this. If he's injury prone, I'd rather him be injury prone in the NHL than the AHL. Like, if he's going to get hurt anyway, I'd rather rather him be getting hurt in the better league where he can provide value for the 45, 50 games he's healthy. I need someone who can play every night. Why? I mean, ideally, because that's y- how you win. No, you win by I mean, you McDonald win by winning games. <laughs> McDonald plays every night. He doesn't really help yeah. you win that much. If Myers, and can, that's the problem. If Myers <laughs> can only give you fifty games a year, that sucks. But it's better than him giving you zero. You're not wrong. Yeah, if you say he plays top four minutes for you all year, and then the playoffs you don't have him. Well, guess what? You're gonna lose. Well, guess what? Then you hopefully have more than four good defensemen. Nobody does. A lot of teams do. The teams that win cups usually do. Yeah, Nashville, who's a goddamn... I'm just saying. You you said nobody, and I named a body. Like, and still, like, are is there are their fifth and sixth that good? Like, every time they get on the ice, they get scored on. Like, teams just wait for those guys to get on the ice. I think you're making that up. I I think you are you are over exaggerating the negative impact of a, a guy who may or may not be injury prone. I'm just, it's it's a concern. I would, I would prefer him not to be injured as much as he gets injured, but I would rather have him in there for 50 games than McDonald for 80. Um, I mean, yeah, if McDonald yeah. is the bar, if we can't, if it's like, well, well right, we, now, well, right, well, right now he bar, is. Yeah, right I mean, now he is. But McDonald's yeah. not coming out of the lineup. Like, we're yeah. all, we know that, right? Like, he's playing. Yeah, but if Myers yes. is as good as we hope he is, then Myers would hopefully push McDonald down the lineup. Yeah, they'd probably play together, I would guess. Yeah, oh yeah, he has to have you his can, he has to have his rookie hazing. Yeah. Rookie. Although you can, you can, they like to play McDonald on the right side a little, so I guess Yeah, but he can play left. He's a lefty shot. I know. I just if you only have so many right le- righties and lefties. I don't know. I'm yeah. just trying to you're you're trying to argue against. I want to get McDonald out of the lineup. I want to get McDonald out of the lineup, but just ain't happening. So it's like yeah. one of those things I've moved on. I mean, from. I agree. He like, I want to go out with Jennifer Lawrence, but that ain't happening either. So I have to move on from it. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> so this this uh, this Ryan O'Reilly trade's bothering me because okay. I feel like they gave up nothing to get him. Uh-huh. I didn't want Ryan O'Reilly anyway, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like Ryan O'Reilly. I agree that it was not they didn't give up a ton. Probably you know the, the equivalent I posted on Twitter is probably like first, second, 
one of Radcliffe and Allison, and then some some cap dumps. You know, maybe or maybe you you dump Raffle. It's a lot of quantity of like quality. That. But one prospect, I, 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 two I know picks, why, and two thirty-year-olds. I know why he didn't do it. I know, and and you can agree or disagree with this, but the reason why I believe he did not do it is because. So I talked about this in an article I published earlier today that the reason why I believe Hexall was fine with going for term with JVR is because there were no obvious players in the system ready to step into that role in the next one, two, even three years. You have Ratcliffe, you have Allison, you have Farabee. They're a ways away. At the be- best case scenario, one of them is ready next year, and that's best case scenario. And even if they're ready, they're probably not going to be as good as JVR is for a couple years. They're going to take some time yeah. to develop. So this was a way to fill a hole that they could not fill internally. Voracek's hole, specifically. Boom. Um, nice. <laughs> center is, center is a different story, though. Yeah. Center, they have guys who are close. Frost may not be ready this year, but he's probably going to be ready next year. Verovia may not be ready this year. He's probably going to be ready the following year. So you trade for O'Reilly, and you're trading for a guy with five years on his on his deal. And I think Hextall's thought process is, I want to keep that spot open for my guys. That's why I believe he did not do the deal. Now, you can agree or disagree with that, but I do believe that was why he did not do it, because he had the pieces to do it. He could have done it if he wanted to. To sort of sidebar there, with signing JVR, what does that say about where they are on Obey Kubel. I don't think Obe Kubel, they view Obe Kubel as a goal scorer. I think they view Obe Kubel as a bottom six agitating winger. That's a, fair. The grinder who gets suspended for half he? the season. He, I think he'll be with the team this year. Oh, he, he, he might not no, make the okay. team out of camp, but I think he plays he in the plays. NHL this year. Yeah, that's... Uh, if that is why... Although, like... I mean, they were in on him allegedly. Allegedly, and and the people who were and saying maybe, they were in on him, I I trust. Yeah, that's exactly. I don't think they weren't, and it was just like you know agents saying, "Oh, the Flyers want him too." Like I actually do think there was some interest. Yeah. However, if they just decided, yeah, we're not going to part with that much, even though to me it doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. If Hextall well, just went, I want to keep all my pieces. I was going to say you're talking about Hextall and yeah, prospects and I, picks, yeah. and there's four of them. Yeah, and I mean. he fully believes that by the start of next season. 2019-20. Correct. Morgan Frost is the 3C. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Two thumbs up. Cool. Let's do that. I like it. I just like, man, you told me we were in on him, and they gave up nothing for the guy. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if Morgan Frost had to play wing for a few That's years. That's fair. That's like, fair. Have good players together and figure out the positions. You know, Claude Giroux still taking most of the face-offs, but he's a winger. Like, we can figure some stuff out here, guys. Put good players together. Well, you see. That's just me. Though. They still have your Laterra for another year, so. Buy him out! <laughs> they yeah. can't anymore. They're past the buyout window, unfortunately. Dale Weiss is still here for another Two years. He makes nothing, and the cap keeps going up until the lockout, of course. I know, course, but I'm but still pissed off about it. <laughs> I, I, I also think there's a good chance Lee. that when they signed JVR, that pulled them out of the okay. uh, of the O'Reilly series because okay. of the possible cap implications down the road. Hexel's still very concerned about this idea of, I want to make sure I have the money to sign all my kids, and... You added a $7 million a year guy. Hextall said, well, we ran the numbers. We ran a lot of projections, and we still have the money to sign all of our guys. You add in another $7 million a year guy, I'm not sure things look as rosy. Mm-hmm. Also, you have four forwards making over $7 million. Wouldn't that be with Voracek and Drew? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's, and, that's, O'Reilly. and that's a lot. And with the projections, yeah. while the cap does keep going up, it's going to come uh, down when yeah. they lock out, uh, or <laughs> it's going to at least stay flat. Or, well, you'll, or you'll get compliance by yeah, yeah. Or you get the CBOs, yeah. yeah. I do like if 
Hextall should be worried about the cap. No matter if they have a hundred million in cap space, considering the situation he came into, the cap will always be a concern of his because he's sitting there like, do I really have to trade for RJ Umberger just because he's going to be easier to buy out? Like that's the situation that he brought, that he was you know hired to fix. So like I get why even if I don't like it, he has to make some of these concessions. I get it. I just look. I would have liked O'Reilly. I just want more good players. If you would have traded for O'Reilly. With getting JVR, this team is, I would say, a, you know, one of the top teams in the East. You know, probably behind Toronto and then Tampa, but I would put them up against any other team in the Eastern Conference if they had gotten O'Reilly and JVR. They didn't. We'll see how it plays out with Morgan Frost. Did we go this whole time without mentioning John Tavares once? I think so. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's how I'm going to approach every podcast from now on. I'm done talking <laughs> about John Tavares. So he's dead. To he's me. out of the Metro. Yeah. The Isles are going to suck. He didn't come home. So he, he so. did go home though. I just can, <laughs> real quick. Not just to this guy. We, <laughs> were, we were talking, we were talking about the perception of the JVR thing. And this is one of the Twitter polls I put up on at BSH underscore radio. Follow us at BSH underscore radio. I said, so JVR and your options were thumbs up. Nice first step. Thumbs down. I wanted more. Cause like I did want more. Like I wanted go get JVR and a defenseman. Like I still go get Eric Carlson. God damn it. There's still time. They I can know. Still I do know. That. I know. But we got 436 votes. 95%. Nice first step. Only 5% thumbs down. I wanted more. I thought it would be closer. I thought everyone, because people get jazzed up and they're excited about stuff. And even if it's not what they wanted, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, we got JVR, awesome, 36 goals, cool. I expected it to be a little closer than 95 to 5. I think a lot of people on Twitter did not expect Ron to do anything. Yeah. Anything. Like, there is a good yeah. section of Flyers Twitter that is just like, oh, fuck Ron. He's telling He's not going to go out and do anything. Forget at him. me, Craig. <laughs> I was like expecting that. like a Harley <laughs> Davidson for Christmas. So when I got like, you know, a nice car. <sighs> kind of wanted the Harley, but awesome. Nice car. I was just like, initially, I was like, man, just give me the goddamn motorcycle. A, this was above and beyond what I expected Ron to do this off season. Like, there is nothing that could make me upset about this. I've just Literally thought, nothing. I've just thought too long and hard about Eric Carlson. Well, Eric Carlson <laughs> could still get traded. Billy. He has to get traded. Well, he's uh, he's going to get it? traded. He's not going to get traded here. Did you see the Why? news? The rumors that <laughs> came Ron out like an hour you. ago? No, what happened? Uh, the Rangers... The Knights and somebody else are Fuck willing to take God Carlson and the Ryan contract. They stink. So it's going to be a, what a three-team deal. The rain, the Rangers well, no, will sit like, on the the Ryan deal. It, it, it's down to the Rangers, the Knights. I guess I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I don't know. He's I mean, totally going to Vegas. Vegas is going yeah, to win a cup Vegas soon. Going. And, that's yeah. going to piss me off to no end well, when to, Vegas to, wins a cup say. and we're still sitting. No, on I, they, they years. had. They, I'm cool with them now. They had their one year where they got to taste pain and suffering. Now they can win a cup. Oh, just one year. This is it. One year. I wanted it in their one first. Year. Oh, I wanted it in their first year just because I thought it was cool. Now yeah. I'm like, nah, fuck them. Oh. No, you don't get Eric Carlson year two. No, because you absolutely have... not. I've been waiting my whole life for Eric Carlson, and you just get him your whole life, Bill. <laughs> yes, His entire life, which and is longer Eric, than Eric Carlson. And life. Eric Carlson, <laughs> just saying, like a superstar. I know. Number one defenseman. We get Chris Pronger at 35. He has one healthy year. And 
and it loses an eye. Like, come God on. God damn it. <laughs> so, Ponger, so I can't believe you let that happen to you. So let's go back to the, the Tavares news because okay. I, I don't want to necessarily talk about the Tavares news <coughs> specifically to the Maple Leafs, but I want to talk about what it means for the Metro because right now, I mean, um, as long as the Rangers don't somehow get Eric Carlson, which is goddamn bizarre, um, you're looking at two teams in the Metro, the Islanders and the Rangers, who we can reasonably expect are going to really suck. So that... Dude, the Metro is looking easier. The Devils did jack shit on day well, one. Well, I was going to say, too, aren't the Devils supposed to uh, kind of regress The Devils did jack shit on day one. And I really thought the Devils, like, the the narrative surrounding the Devils was like, oh, yeah, we're doing shit this year. It's, it's a different <laughs> Devils. We're a different Devils. We're going to go out and get things done. Was, they still might bring right. back Maroon. He's oh. still free. But, Hell, yeah. But I just I Do sort, it. Of, I <laughs> sort of expected <laughs> them to be more aggressive in free agency. Like, I, I actually... I kind of thought JVR might end up in New Jersey. You would think after you saw how Hall played, you'd be like, let's go get him somebody, I guess. Well, no, they did. They've got Nico Heischer, and they've just decided that's enough. That's enough, yeah. Which is and they let strange. Joe Morgo too, right? But yeah, they let Morgo, of, but Moore wasn't that good. Yeah, and that was a lot of money. I mean, for him. Greg Wyshynski thought John Moore was really good, but everybody uh, else wonder realized why. he wasn't that good. <laughs> I thought that the Devils. He also has a big piece on Damon Severson too coming out. So get ready for I, I I predicted that the Devils would be a lot more scary last year than people thought, and I think that that's fair. They made the playoffs. I don't think that this year. I, I, I know Taylor Hall, still an exceptional talent. Nico Heischer, very good. I just don't see I think the only shit thing, I'm telling you. I think the B. only thing they have going for him is Snyder won't suck as bad, maybe. Because didn't he not have a win he for like a, three yeah, months? Yeah, he didn't have a good year. He was yeah. hurt a lot, I think. He was hurt, and then there was it's also... It's for them to get bad goaltending. Yeah, like, oh, that's wow, like the only that's thing they do. problem? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our world. Yeah. But, but seriously... And they so cry you... about it like it's, oh man, we got one year of bad goalies. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Charlie. But so if you look at it, you, you got the Isles will be bad. The Rangers probably will be bad. The Devils, we're thinking, are probably going to regress. So now, and then you got the Canes. Like, who the hell knows with the Canes? We Every year, it's like, hey, this might be the year, and then they, they do what the Canes always do, which is get awful goaltending and underachieve. So, you know, the Flyers right now, they were third in the Metro this year. Granted, part of that was because everybody decided, hey, we don't want to play the Penguins. We're going to lose the last game of the year. But, you know, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals, Blue Jackets, like Flyers are solidly in the top four in the division, right? I would say so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If what I thought they were, if what I thought they were at this point last year was I am bubble playoff team. Maybe they can get into that three spot, which it turns out to be exactly what they were. And now the jumps I'm expecting from the Nolan Patricks, from the Oscar Lindbloms, and from even Provorov. Like, how good might he actually be? Yeah. If that was year two, how good could he really be? You know, we bring in JVR. Like, if they get somewhat competent goaltending, which they didn't get in the entire second half of the season, and still go on the run they went... Yeah, this could be a team challenging. Like, they weren't that far away from a division title. Granted, like, yes, they are not the Penguins. They are not Washington. But at the end of the day, especially considering their affinity for the loser point, they could be right there in the standings <laughs> with these teams. I'm most excited about Nolan. Because yeah. I, th- that that's where I Hell that's where I think the yes. big boost may come from. Because even if you just get second half Nolan Patrick for a full season, that's a big boost by itself. 
let's say you get Nolan, second half Nolan Patrick plus his first full off season of training, like we well, could see a real leap from Nolan Patrick next year, and that's where um that's to me where the big upside play is. Now you had forty games without a second center last year. Yeah, I mean you, yeah, you, you and have, also, he also gets a goal scorer too. Yeah, he did I mean, he was, his best. I'm just, <laughs> listen, what he turned into and what I think You're he can be out. outstanding. No, he, he was tried hurt. hard. He was and he did his best. He was a nineteen year old kid injured coming into the NHL and being asked to be like a second line center like I get why it didn't why it failed like but it still happened and also Val Filpola turned out to be so much worse than I thought he was going to be like so they had they had one line for the first half of the season and still ended up doing what they did Nolan Patrick is a two, a good two C next year. This could be an excellent team. This could be, a, and then you add in Sandheim. Like if yeah. if Sandheim gets well. somewhat better luck, where every single one of his mistakes doesn't end up in the back of the net, you're talking about a guy who, by underlying metrics, was first pair talent. He doesn't even have to be that. He just has to be a second pair talent, and then you've got a second pair defenseman, which you didn't have last year. You didn't have a second pair last year. You had two third pairs. <laughs> and honestly, not not all that effective third pairs. Like, yeah. uh, incredibly yeah. ineffective and bad. I would say replacement level third pairs. <laughs> <laughs> you could have Is put, that being polite? No, like, they, they were of the level of anyone could have done this. Yeah. That's eh, replacement level. All right. I could have done that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, Mike Vecchioni absolutely could have done it. And we get back to Mike Vecchioni. I, this is one of these things. I just think right-handed forwards should be borderline guys like Vecchioni, who could be in the NHL in like a bottom six role, should be begging to play defense. Because he'd get paid. I'm with Bill on this one. Oh, I've my turned, God. I've changed, he would put I'm, up like I'm 22 going with assists a He's year sticking his neck and out get there. Yeah. uninvited forever. <laughs> All right, one of you write an article and put it on the website. <laughs> Fine. I'm illiterate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm functioning illiterate. Um, there was something else uh, that I wanted to mention, and now I can't remember what it was. Voting for the Phillies All-Stars. Do yeah, it. it Phillies.com slash vote. It was not, not it. that. Um, <laughs> it, may, it may have just been um, John Tavares. Johnny T. We didn't How about talk LeBron? much about the goal How do we feel about oh, LeBron? Oh, that's what it was. I'm kind of worried about it. I'm just resigned to the fact of, I hope it's mediocre. Yeah, like, I'm more worried about health, though, because well, I, I don't know. Well, that's a concern. The Mrazic and Lion aspect. Well, what I learned today by talking to both Maddie and Charlie is that you can have three goaltenders in the AHL. Hextall did confirm that. I asked him in today's press conference because I asked him, so what are you going to do with all these goalies that you have <laughs> qualified and signed and they're all NHL or AHL caliber. And he's like, well, you know, guys get hurt. Stuff happens. So I asked him, you know, well, are you allowed to keep three goalies in the AHL? And he's like, yeah, we can do that if we have to. So that's allowed. Now, how they're all going to get playing time, I don't know. But he can park all three of Hart, Stolars, and Lion in the AHL if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, yeah. they, that's, the playing time is the easy part. Yeah. Because... One or two of them is going to be up in the NHL. Yeah, the Flyers that's, back, that's true. The Flyers like backup is going to be one of those AHL guys for yeah. half the season. That's a that's that's a given. This is fair. So the other two are going to be playing. <laughs> Let's just split games. Carter Hart should play in every game in the AHL, but only half of it. <laughs> just get we pulled. should we should do split time like little league, <laughs> and just keep him healthy until we bring him up here. I, that's what I think I want to do. Him and Alex Lyon split in time. Let Anthony Stolarz come up here and get his ass kicked. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I believe he still might have something. It's I don't. just like I don't, his I don't knee believe... might not, not allow now, it. Yeah, not now. I'm, I'm just know. yeah, I'm worried about the injuries. About knees. But I mean, as a talent, he's he could be good. I mean, goalies kind of need knees. It helps. People like, need yeah. someone important. People, Get people. <laughs> <laughs> people. Get metal legs. It's risky, but work. Oscar Pistorius, yeah. It, it is up. risky. Yeah. It don't is, shoot anybody. It is extremely <laughs> risky. Um, no, I think Alex Lyon will spend a, a significant amount of time up here. And hey, why not? You know, he kind of earned it being better than Peter Morozik, I guess, is his claim to fame. You know? Better than, better than the guy who could only go one way. I am Low so, bar. It's he, he, <laughs> one hell of a claim to fame. Proved, <laughs> hey, I'm better than Peter Morozik, right? Let's he just... proved to be an NHL goalie, which was unexpected here that is true yeah completely unexpected i don't even think he expected it so (laughs) i I think that he's he's earned a spot and if you know for the first month of the season uh nope (laughs) elliot and neuvert stay healthy it's not gonna last yeah give me give me 40 elliot 20 neuvert 20 lion perfect Perfect. Another year of this. Yeah, yeah, Spill, another year of this. It's because, just never going to end. No, well, but until... Just the one, though. J- that's it. That's it. Kurt, oh, my you God. You left two games empty there. I want to know who plays those other two games. Guess it's what, me. Bill? It's, it's Maddie. <laughs> I was going to say it's you, but it's Maddie. She took your job. Uh, outstanding. In, uh, in Slack the other day, I don't know why, but Kurt... Uh, pasted the tweet from last year saying that Brian Elliott was given a two-year deal, but I didn't like. I didn't look at the timestamp, and I was like, he was extended for another two years? <laughs> what, is this? what is this? He's going to mentor Carter Hart. <laughs> uh, real quick, as we as we wrap up, uh, the people who were at development camp, uh, Matthew Strom. He's a little bit better skating. Not not like a little bit, not dramatically, but he's he's made <laughs> like some, he went in he's made some strides. No, he's made some Strides. Oh man! Well, I, when I saw we him, just shut the whole thing down. That now. Is that <laughs> when I when I saw him on Sunday, I was actually a little bit surprised because I wasn't. I was expecting to see a baby deer struggling to stand, and it wasn't quite that bad. He's still bent over at the middle. It seems so. Like I feel like in a couple of hours I could fix him because I know <laughs> I just, how I got fixed. I wanted to start screaming guys, like from yeah. from the the balcony area. Just start screaming, "Get your ass down!" Like, he's, <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting good coaching. Yeah. He's apparently working with Barb Underhill, who is like one of the, if not the best skating coach in hockey in North America. So it's not for lack of quality of coaching. If he doesn't become a good skater, it's just because he's yeah, incapable just, of like, becoming a good skater. I feel like I could take what like Johnny Goudreau's dad told me when I was a little kid. I'm like, hey, you're tall. Put your ass down and take longer strides. You'll be fast. It's like, oh my God, this works. <laughs> like, well, it seems like I feel like what I watched him last year. I was like, I can fix him. He should have been a first round talent if I was his coach. Just start, just start yelling. Go, go to all of the games. Just start yelling things, tips to him while oh, he's yeah, on the that ice. Won't result in... Get your ass down. Yeah, we won't get blacklisted by the Flyers then. It's all right. Bill Matz. We're a wrestling. It's fine. Bill Matz in a wrestling t-shirt, drunk, <laughs> yelling at Matthew Strom. <laughs> All right, guys, that is all the time we have on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook Live. Uh, I had a good time this week. This was fun. The Flyers did stuff, and it was good, and the we Flyers all liked it. The Flyers did stuff. We had special guests. We didn't argue too much. I missed Kelly. We missed Kelly. Yeah. We missed Kelly. Kelly's in Canada. Oh, so follow her for all her travel exploits at Hinks. All right, yeah, that's it. Have a great week, everybody.
Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.